0: And welcome to Lockdown Marlins, it's your daily Marlins podcast with me, Peter Pratt. Joining me today, oh, the goat is in town. Craig Mish is in the house. Craig, how are you doing? I'm doing well,
1: Peter. Congratulations on, on taking over this, this wonderful podcast and giving us Marlins coverage every single day. We're so thankful for that Peter and especially during this lockout where it's like
0: all I can count on is Peter Pratt and that's a good thing right now. You know me, you know me Craig, I'm fully connected up every, you know, every news channel, everything's feeding through here. So when, when I get my info, I go to you. There you I go. go to Peter Pratt. That is the source. When I say sources say, sources indicate, in all likelihood, it's Peter Pratt. There you go. Exactly. When that Soto trade drops next year, I mean, you know, everyone's going to know where that came from. It's going to come from you. <laughs> you, go. You, you were the one. I know. Who would? Have, why did I take on this daily pod at this moment in time? I didn't think of that. I didn't want to ask you that publicly, but no. since,
1: you, since you brought it up, mm-hmm. I guess I will ask you that publicly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer. I, it'll be fun. It'll be fun in a month from now or two months from now, mm-hmm. but... But it's going to be, you know, you got your work cut out for you right now. Like you're, you're, you're scouring the Internet for anything that that pops in a minor league signing or an appearance by a player or a tick tock from Don Mattingly. Like you're just looking for anything. Oh, boy. Talk about it. It's Don it's, Mattingly
0: tick tocks. I mean, this is <laughs> I mean, we've, we've really reached those levels right now with the Marlins. It's true all right craig well listen thanks for finding the time let's let's bring everyone up to date with what's (laughs) what's going on let's start with a lockout though i think it's the right place to start and you know listen we're locked out i'm locked out everyone's locked out but just give your sense in terms of what's going on what's happening right now not a lot
1: uh (laughs) not a lot so i can kind of take you behind the curtain a little bit so there was a lot, you know, the Marlins had a lot of activity right up until the lockout day. I went down to Lone Depot Park and there was the press conference for Avisail Garcia and the extension for Sandy Alcantara. And everyone was there and everything was great. And we're just all talking and I'm talking, you know, on camera, I'm talking off camera. And then Peter, the lockout hit and it has been, I mean, I'll be just be, you know, 100% transparent. It has been virtually radio silent at that point. Oh boy. At this stage, as you see with the national media and and the way that baseball is being covered, it's a lot of what ifs and maybe this and possibly this, there is, there are no quotes from, from, from anyone in baseball. (laughs) And and the reason why is because of of the issues and, and they're asking They've basically, I, I don't know this for a fact, I think that they've asked both sides to be very quiet, uh, and to not jeopardize any of the negotiations that could mm-hmm. potentially be going down over the next couple of months. And because of that, to say that information is hard to come by, I mean, that'd be an understatement. Like, there, there no one is saying a word. It's. It's been... Eerily quiet. I'm I'm trying to keep in touch with with everyone, but I also have that fine line where I don't want to put anybody at risk where they think that, oh, me contacting them is going to lead to some sort of jeopardy as far as the, the collective bargaining agreement. So yeah, Peter, right now I could tell you that you that 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 everyone out there has as much information since the lockout as I do. That is absolutely help. true. I could I could unequivocally say that
0: everyone is as sourced as Craig Mish right That's now right. so very true there you go we don't often get to say that Craig let's let's turn back the clocks though let's go back to when action was happening when this podcast started well not started but when i took it over boy oh boy it was a week of absolute drama it was stunning it was like a trade deadline happening in november it was it was wild it was so fun the Marlins were making moves left, right, and center. It was just a stunning week of action. Day after day, bomb after bomb was dropping. Um, but the one thing I wanted to ask you as well was, it felt like, and you were putting out there, that you felt there was more moves to come. Yeah. Um, any? It, can you share with us anything else apart from there's more? Is there any kind of inkling as to where, how, what that could look like?
1: Yeah, I think I, think I you know, what's interesting is that you know, you know, again, I like I, I like to try and be as honest as I can and, and mm-hmm. be forthright as I can. So I'll continue to do that now. And and yes, the truth is is I know more things that I have not put out. It's absolutely true. I, I can't sit here and tell you that I have not. And I don't know if that makes me a bad reporter or a good reporter or indifferent to it. But I, I kind of, you know, Peter made the personal commitment to me, uh, to myself, and, and, and in some way, I guess you could say to the organization, to allow them to do their job without me getting in the way and trying to ruin it. Now, you may, <laughs> think, you may think, oh, how is that possible that you could possibly be ruining it? You know, it's an interesting question, because I once upon a time thought that there was no way that the media could, you know, ruin a trade or ruin information or things like that. And I was talking to one of the national uh, media reporters about this, and and uh, this person said to me that not only me, but we all ha- can actively ruin uh, things that are going on within the organization by putting things out there, because it, there's a level of trust that they have with the teams and the agents and, and around the league. And I really never thought about that. I'm, and, I, and it kind of hit me, I'm like, you know, maybe this just is not about me. Like, maybe this should be about like getting you know, me doing my work, but also allowing these people to do their job, and, mm-hmm. and not even giving this a one percent chance or two percent chance that that I could ruin it. So, long story short, uh, Barry Jackson was clobbering me over the head. He's like, "Listen, we can't do this article without like giving a hint of like something." out there. And so I'm like, "Oh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't really want to do anything. Like I I'm, I'm steadfast on this. I don't want to say a word." So I said, "Uh I believe in the Herald we reported that they were in talks uh for a trade with an American League team. And that's as far as as I and I didn't even want to go that far with it honestly because you could still there's 15 teams I guess in the American League Peter, so you could start, mm-hmm. you know, deducing from there. So Peter, I'm not going to go any further. Than, than what I did with the Herald. I've made a commitment here. But after it's it's all said and done and after everything is over, like I've said previously, I assure you, I will absolutely dive into everything that
0: didn't get done um, like I did at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, pre- We'll be looking forward to that full debrief, Craig. No doubt about it. But let's get into some US ads with a UK twist. And it's a new ad, a new one. And it's one that is close to my heart. Let's get into Fantrax. Marlins fans, it's been an interesting offseason. and it won't be long before pitchers and catchers report. Hope so, anyway. I'm going to give you the inside track on the absolute best fantasy baseball platform in the industry. It's Fantrax. Fantrax is the most customizable MLB fantasy platform in the industry, offering the greatest fantasy experience for your dynasty keeper, redraft, and best ball leagues. Create or join a fantasy baseball commissioner league. Invite your friends and dominate your draft this season. It's also the top dynasty fantasy baseball platform in the industry. Go deep with the ultimate keeper and dynasty leagues. Create a simple redraft league or even a customizable best ball league with up to 2,000 teams. Coming from another service, Fantrax can import any of your current leagues and customize if needed. Ever have a trade go wrong or make a mistake in dropping a player? (laughs) I know I have. Fantrax Commissioner tools allow you to undo any move with one simple click. Among the most trusted names in fantasy sports since 2008, Fantrax invites you to sign up today for free. If you do, you'll be entered to win an official Major League Baseball signed Fernando Tati's Jr. Baseball. Yeah, you heard that right. A Tatty signed baseball. Simply go to Fantrax.com forward slash and use the promo code TATIS when you sign up to be eligible to win. If there is anything lacking in your current fantasy league manager, Fantrax likely has it. Fantasy sports doesn't sleep, and neither does Fantrax. With seasons running 365 days a year, there's a reason why fantasy players who try Fantrax make it the permanent home for all their fantasy leagues. Don't miss this opportunity. Sign up today to win an official TATIS Junior Baseball Simply go to Fantrax.com forward slash locked on and use promo code TATIS. Fantrax, the home of fantasy sports. Play ball. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friend's logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle And a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before. So you can watch your favourite sports, movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? No annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion. Get your TV together with Direct TV stream, you can learn more at DirectTV.com. That's DirectTV.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Absolutely, and that I mean that is one it's that has hung over from the deadline because clearly there was that blockbuster discussion going on. Yeah, Brandon Marsh, mm-hmm. Max Meyer. I, if I recall, it was the Angels that actually backed out of that. Was you know That's at true. that stage didn't make it happen are the phone lines back open on that one i mean or has that one gone away do you think
1: you know i haven't i haven't heard anything on no on that. yeah no I, I really didn't hear anything mm-hmm. over the last few weeks on that so you know maybe the angels making a couple of preemptive moves this offseason changed that I'm, I'm not really sure but mm-hmm. uh, yeah no that that's uh that's absolutely true the angels were were uh, I, whether they were convinced on Max Meyer or not, Peter, I don't know. But with every trade and with every negotiation, there's gamesmanship. I don't know if that's what was was going on on which side, Miami side or the Angels side. Mm. But the Angels inevitably wanted more uh, from the Marlins in addition to Max Meyer. And so from the chess game that you play, I don't I don't know if that was legitimate or. They were just trying to see if they could get more. I I, I don't really know, but I know yeah. that it was not enough for them to get that player back in in uh, late July, August.
0: Yeah. We'll wait and see on that one when things get, get back going. But, um, you know, I put it out there on Twitter from the Marlins' perspective. You know, would they pull the trigger on that now? And I think 90% were like, no way, we want Max Meyer. Probably the Angels side. With the other side, they were like, "No, we want Brandon Marsh." So it's interesting how different fan bases see different things. I guess, of course, yeah. You um, should. As as a
1: as a fan, you should want to keep your own guys, but you should also you should also be realistic. Yeah. And and as as the Marlins organization has shown, they have more of a willingness to spend some money, and and that's that's what's kind of happening here to a degree, yep. but it leads to a lot of a lot of interesting questions in the offseason because i i think that based on what we know what has happened as we cut it off on the third or whatever that date was we know for for sure uh, i know for sure that they were willing to pay uh avisel garcia the contract they gave him Mm -hmm. and the 60 million dollars to starling Marte. those were two deals that were not reliant on the other they wanted to make those two deals ha- happen and so peter they still have the Marte money yeah so it, 60 million so so I mean, or at least in theory they have that but uh, who knows do they do they end up reinvesting that do they end up making a trade where there's arbitration eligible players where the salaries go up maybe there's several of them we, we don't know the answer to that but that should give you optimism to know that they were willing to go that distance. And I, and I, and I, I thought personally, Peter, I wasn't sure. I thought it was one or the other. I didn't think that it was both, but mm-hmm. I was told that, that Avicel Garcia was actually the first free agent that they wanted to get done. And at the time they made it clear that Mar that Marte was also in the mix yeah. with with Garcia, so uh, that would have been interesting, but they, you know, clearly have they have to pivot from from there now.
0: Have to. The problem is, as soon as Mate was in free agency, you know, you're susceptible to other teams outbidding you, right? <laughs> Which obviously <laughs> happened it. in the end. That was it. Yeah. So there's a couple of other uh, guys I want to get your take on. Uh, one of them, in particular, I thought this was very interesting. Sixto Sanchez. Okay. Yeah. Sixto, we there was a, a Marlins. I'm not quite sure how to describe what was put out, but you know, an interview with Sixto Sanchez um, with Carl Selaf. Um yeah. What was your take on that that interview uh, in general? It was it was an interesting one. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I, you know, it's you, so, somebody somebody had told me it was a propaganda political video you know, <laughs> that, that, that somebody would do, which which was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, look, there's obviously purpose behind behind doing that mm. and and look i mean I, I i sort of get it but you know there, there's a lot of other pitchers in that organization too and this is one that they kind of it almost felt like they forced to put up on a podium and say i'm sorry i mean that's that's the, at least that's the way that i you know yeah. kind of kind of viewed it um i'm not surprised at all I, I have not heard anything positive about Sixto sanchez over the past year nothing yeah. So maybe this is the first step toward getting back to that. It's certainly possible, but I just don't have a lot of confidence unless he's, he, unless the the player is going to completely transform his work ethic and, and uh, eating habits and, and just conditioning and things that he needs to do. He's already been told by the organization. At, I, I, at least once, I'm guessing more than once they, you know, they wanted him to stay around. Uh, you know, now he can't be in Jupiter, I guess. I don't know if he can or not actually, I don't know, but, they wanted him to stay around and mm. you know, stay, stay on track to what, to what they're doing. And at some point, Peter, you have to be a, an adult and, and Sixto is going to have to do that to get back on the field, be healthy and, and start again. So yeah, I'm not optimistic. I, I, I just can't be based on, based on a lot of the, the things that I've heard, but no, it, the video is fine. You know, it, it was what it was. It wasn't, it wasn't an interview that I took anything really away from except for, Seem to own up to not being 100 percent focused. I think was the words that he used.
0: Yeah, seems fair. It was an interesting, uh, interesting video, interesting timing, interesting, a, a lot of interesting things with Six though last year. The the one just final piece on him. How difficult was it for you, you know, the lack of access at times, particularly earlier in the season, to try and like truly understand what was going on with him? Like it seemed like there was a lot of mystery surrounding what's going on with Sixto thrown from twenty feet, 30 feet, 40 feet. You know, how difficult was it for you to kind of just actually get in and work out what the hell is going on with this situation?
1: Yeah. Me- medical stuff is very tricky because the team, the, the, I, I suppose they owe it to you on a surface level to, to kind of tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is nothing that other teams don't do, Peter, like other, other organizations, the NFL, the NBA, major league baseball, the NHL, they could just give you what they want to give you and really leave out a lot of pertinent information about injuries because they're not obligated to tell you that. And so I really, on that regard, don't really hold the Marlins all that accountable for that. Uh, Mm. it it was bizarre. It was strange. i never felt like we were getting the answers that we were asking and, and, and there were answers too, that some were, he's not hurt. Some, he is hurt. Um, You know, the the injury that was revealed that he had at the end of the season was one that that you have to think that he had previously. But yet they were saying that he didn't. (laughs) I I, I don't know. It, It just seemed like we were not getting all the information, whereas if this was some other player, Peter, they probably would just, you know, just let it all on the line and say, hey, this is this is A, B, C, D, E all through the alphabet and give us everything. But because he was traded for JT Romuto, it's like yeah. we made this trade and we got, you know, mm-hmm. the guy is good. And, you know, we don't we don't want protect to lose your this asset trade here, you know? So, you know, you know how that goes, man. There's like optics yeah. on that.
0: Yeah, you have to. I'm maybe trying to protect the asset, I guess. I don't know, but maybe, you know, maybe. I, I don't know. Interesting one. I'm really intrigued to see the way it plays out with Sixto. But um, the, the I guess, small amount of, of new footage we've had in the past couple of, well, week or so, is Gara Cooper. Coop is back on Twitter, uh, if you hadn't noticed. Coop is out there. He's got videos firing up on Twitter. He's he's hitting again. Cooper Loop is, is back out there. He looks like he wants to do damage. But what do you see for 22 for, for Cooper Loop uh, with the Marlins or maybe elsewhere? I don't know. What's your take on Coop? I would bet heavily against him being traded. I, I feel like he is
1: going to be on the opening day roster. I feel like when things get settled, he'll be their full-time designated hitter. If they need him to play first base, I think he will. Yep. I don't believe there'll be any more experimenting with him in the outfield, in right field. I think that is over. And look, I thought last year would be the best year of his career. Statistically speaking, you can't extrapolate stats. You, but, but he was, for the most part, I mean, look, Duval had some big moments too, but for the most part, uh, you know, when Garrett Cooper was up, you were the other pit, the opposing pitcher thought some damage could be done. And you really couldn't say that about most of the lineup over the course of the season. So yep. you get this guy healthy for 120 games, 130 games at DH. I think he's going to be a monster, but I also let's be real said that last year too. So yep. But I, I do think the DH is going to solve the problem with him. He's just a very big guy. Big mm. guys can't play the outfield. They just can't do it. And most of them can't even play first base. Like he, oh. He's a DH. Let's just call oh. it what it is. He's a DH, Peter. Put him at DH. Don't
0: mess around with anything else. And, and, let's, and let's see what happens. I'm with you. All right, guys. I told you about stance.com last week. What have you been thinking? What's your favorite? It is, it is literally, it is the gifting season. Perfect time for new socks, boxers, apparel, you name it, get into there. Like I said, for me, I was all in on the Princeton boxer. Definitely Miami Vice vibes in that one. No doubt about it. But go and check them out, stance.com. If you haven't, if you haven't been there yet, let me just tell you more. Stance were founded in 2009 and it represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, that those who feel good do good. Go see for yourself, register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase, use promo code LOCKED ON. So all one word, LOCKED ON at checkout to apply the discount. That's 15% discount. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Just a couple of other final ones for you, Joey Wendell. You like the move there for Wendell, the Marlins made. I mean, a 2021 All Star. Not often you go away and acquire All Stars for you know number 15, 14 guy in the system. Felt good. Equally. What's the impact potentially to Brian Anderson? It's a very good question. It's a very good question. I'm not sure
1: we know the answer to that question yet. The sense I get is is there's some potential for him to be a starter. And, you know, clearly the only position right now that would be remotely available would be third base. So is is Brian Anderson, I mean, they say he's healthy, but again, let's, you know, take it with all with a grain of salt um is he ready to start spring training is joey wendell if they open up camp on time peter is on february 15th 16th and they're taking ground balls at third is it wendell that's doing that in the first five spring training games is it wendell starting at third base look i mean these are all fair questions that you have to ask i think the interesting part for me peter is that when i when i was able to talk to people that – and and it was – and you would, suge- you would suggest – and so would I. Oh, this is a great pickup because he could play all over the field, right? He's a utility pl- – I did not get that sense. I, I did not get that he's a utility player. Mm-hmm. And, and so I feel like I'm smart enough to hear, oh, well, mm, they may think – they may think Joey Wendell's a starting player on this team. Well, if that's the case, what does that mean for Anderson? Is Anderson going to right field? Is Anderson going to be traded? Like, I mean, these are all things – that that struck me so that's that's definitely a next chapter of of you and i on locked on marlins maybe in a couple of months we're gonna have to see how this plays out i'm i'm not convinced that joey wendell is the starting third baseman on opening day for the marlins as as crazy as it may seem right now i would i would say that's a
0: possibility Mm, there you go and what about the stallings deal marlins go out and get a catcher that was is a catch-up well, i
1: mean i mean look they 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 asked me and i told them go get him and i, I there you suggested go. the players to trade and that's how it all got done no that that i was very happy about because mm-hmm. because uh, he's fantastic defensively and and his offense is i don't want to say a bonus you wants some offense peter out of the catcher but look there are some people who feel That hitting home runs and doubling and singling with runners on base is lucky. There are some people who feel that it's just the runners happen to be on base. So, you know, the clutch gene doesn't exist. It's just the guys were on base, you got the hit, and that's why you got the RBI. I don't know, man. It seems like Stallings was involved in a lot of big moments for the Pirates when he was there. And and, and if all of, all he does is come through in big moments for the Marlins and does very little else offensively and catches a good game, I will take it, you know? So I am very uh, excited about that. And and I got to tell you the other thing too, is that, you know, it, it, it's really hard to to look at Kim Ng and the job that she did prior to this off season and give a great grade. I mean, you really can't. I mean, mm-hmm. there really wasn't a lot of positive things happening until that point. I'm starting to feel better, better mm-hmm. about Kim yeah. as a general manager. I'm starting to feel uh, some authority. I'm starting to feel she's able to close deals, mm. which is such a critical thing in free agency and trades. And in my conversations with her, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a lot better about things. And I really wanted to say that with you here because you, look, there were a lot of very questionable things that happened with her first year on the job, without a doubt. Um, and, and I would have to say that inexperience of being a general manager probably led to that, Peter. But now, mm-hmm. but now having this full year, I feel, I, feel, I feel like she's getting it. I do. I, yeah. I really feel like there's some vision there. Um, you know, there's some strength there of, of, you know, of dealing with these other tough people on the phone, Peter, you know, like, yeah. I mean, imagine who's on the other end of the line. <laughs> you know, like I mean, it's no joke. No. Nope. So it, I, exactly. I will say that is that's a, a point of encouragement for me over uh, from November and December it was, yeah. we're starting, we're starting to see Kim as the general manager now, not just as somebody being hired, trying to figure out her way.
0: Yep. Yeah. You've you've made me think of two specific, I think, final questions before we run out of time here.
1: we got a few more minutes if you want
0: to. You've got, um, thinking back to the deadline, and we talk about maybe some decisions that didn't seem right. Right. One that caught me completely off guard, and this was after the fact, was the Adam Duvall trade, right? Mm -hmm. And I just want to kind of ask you your opinion on this directly because I'm not sure if anyone has. But listen, what I didn't realize at the time was – there was arbitration control left with Duvall. Yeah. I didn't. I thought he was a pure, straight-up. You know, it was an opt-in, opt-out situation. He was gone. There right. was one year of control. What happened here with this deal? Like, I understood the deal with a potential opt-out, but with one more extra year of control, the deal makes completely no sense at all to me. But maybe you've got more on that. I don't know. No, no I, 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 I think it's pretty. It's pretty cut and
1: dry. So. Yes, all those things that you mentioned are are accurate, but it, it, it's no different than doing anything that you would do. I'll, I'll use this example. It, it's no different than working for someone in the sense that you are only as good, Peter. It doesn't matter how good you are. You are only as good as the boss thinks you are.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is the story of Adam Duvall. I mean, there that is go. basically it. Adam Duvall, uh, you know, had had some support within the organization, had some, you know, some sub- non support within the organization. But in the end, the boss is going to make those, you know, uh, those deals and you wow. are only as good as the boss thinks you are. And, and I personally don't think that the boss
0: was a big fan of wow. Adam Duvall. That's my opinion. Well, there you go. Interesting approach in in the some of the the guys they've acquired have been let's say they're trying to address the strikeout challenge that has been there for the marlins like you know listen adam duvall for what he was there was a lot of strikeouts in the game too um i'm wondering if they're maybe going towards some different type of profile guys i don't know Um, i would say that that's a fair assessment i would absolutely say that that is a fair assessment well the strikeouts were too high and there was a few guys that were culpable for many of them that are no, no longer with the organization too, but we haven't got time for them. You mentioned that Kim, you felt like she's growing into the role, which is natural. It was only a first year. It's taken a year to kind of get settled in. She's now closing deals. I think yeah. this takes us round to what I think is, will be one of the key areas to address and it will be the closer situation, the the back end leverage pen. Yeah. What's been to, what's been the discussion there? Cause it, the Marlins haven't been active at all in that space. I don't think really. No,
1: I think Kim was honest about that when she said that they hadn't gotten to it yet. And she said that they had, you know, focused on bats first. So coming out of a lockout will probably be the time to address it. Look, Mm. I've, I, I read the same stuff as, as you guys all read about Kenley Jansen. But like I said, from the start of this winter, you're, if you have a question about a report that somebody else had, my advice is to ask that person because I'm not going to sit here and say that the person is right or the person is wrong. I personally have not been able to verify and have asked anything along those lines of Kenley Jansen, but that's not, I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong, but ask the, you you probably are better off asking the person who put that out there, Peter, as opposed to asking me, because I was very clear from the beginning here, I'm not going to stomp all over somebody else's reporting and say, it's not true because Mm. somebody decides to, Uh, you know, to have a report on something. It's well within their right. And I would report things and maybe somebody that I uh, would would not get information that I would get too. So uh, that being said, I really was surprised that Melanson was not someone that they took seriously. Mm -hmm. Melanson has family in South Florida. Uh, I thought he got a nice two-year deal. That is for sure. He's extremely reliable, uh, throws relatively hard, which I think is something that they're going to be looking for this time around. Although I did hear that last time and they did not execute that. But that was one name that in free agency, I was surprised with. So when I look at the free agent market, Peter, I don't know if you've looked at it, but yikes, there is not a lot of reliability in that ninth inning right now. So it will probably have to come via trade. Do I have any sense of who, where, how, or, or when, or if, no, I do not. I, I would, we, we could just do names back and forth all day here, Peter. And I wouldn't know. Yep. Um, and that's being honest with you. I haven't heard any inkling of, of who their attack is in the ninth inning, but it has got to be better than what they have now. I, I definitely agree with that.
0: With you on that. All right. So the, the Jacob Stallings discussions, trade discussions, it happened. Kim got a deal closed yep. uh, with that one. It was, a, it was a good deal. The Marlins, I think at the time, were still on on Starling Mate as well. I, I believe the kind of the way the timeline works is they, they executed um, Stallings mate they were still in the mix for the mets ended up um, getting it done which is kind of leads me back to i wonder if discussions you know while they were there were they talking about reynolds too were they thinking about reynolds as part of that discussion at all i haven't heard that this time around nothing on reynolds not this
1: time around no back in july yes very heavily but this time around no and that's what comes down to again with kim closing deals like that Mm -hmm. has to happen I'm not sure how close it was with Pittsburgh, but that deal was not closed. I'm not sure how close it was with the Angels, but that deal was not closed. Yeah. I'm not sure how close, like I kind of am with Marte with the negotiations in July, that deal was not closed. Mm. Like like you got to close deals. Like yeah. eventually some things have to happen in your favor as opposed to just sending players out. And so we've seen that now with Garcia, with Sandy's extension, and we've seen it with Wendell. And, and, you know, so and with Stallings, so you're starting to see things happen along those lines now. But it is, look, I can't imagine being in that chair having, having to do that and, and face off against like I, I i guess they're not making any trades with the phillies pete but imagine like you're like imagine and and, and again you know i'm kim is a general manager dave dombrowski's president of, could imagine that kim's have to fight with dave dombrowski on the phone back and forth i'd be like i'd be petrified i'd be like i'm gonna know. lose this trade no matter what i'm going down you know <laughs> like, it's gotta be hard
0: you'd love for these you know, these calls to be recorded and released after so you could, you know, training videos or something, you know, this is this call is being recorded for training purposes and, you know, play it back would be wild, but listen, let's just finish on one, one bit that I think, listen, I, I, it, it, it's a stunning part of the off season. I think you probably feel the same. This Sandy Alcantara extension. I know you, you know, spoke with Sandy. You've had him on your own podcast as well. Just how, from a Marlins perspective, how important was it? But equally from Sandy's perspective, you know, just how, I don't know if proud's the right word, but you know where I'm going. Like, how proud are you of what Sandy has achieved thus far? Yeah, That's fine.
1: yeah I'm, 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 proud. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of his his agent. Uh, his agents are at CAA, but, um, you know, Adriel Reyes, who is his, you know, primary agent at CAA, if, if that name sounds familiar, um, Peter, Adriel Reyes is Alex Reyes's brother. And... Wouldn't that be an interesting player to bring in? By the oh. way, close in the oh. inning, St. Louis Cardinals, right? Having Alex Reyes pumping 100 in the ninth inning. Not a story for a story, maybe for another day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Adriel and and I and and Sandy go very far back to mm-hmm. to when he was very young. Uh, at the time, he was uh, you know, Adriel was working for Octagon, and that's who uh, Sandy was originally signed to. Um, Brian Mejia was also his agent too. Brian and I are still good friends. And uh, so I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm really happy for all of them because these are people that I've that like when like my days in baseball as a reporter string all the way back to to seeing a young kid come up and thinking, wow, there's a chance that this kid could be really good. So that was really good. Now, you know, I was getting a little nervous at one point during the mm-hmm. negotiation because it felt like they had all the money worked out and there was like some extra things involved and like, you know, back and forth. You know, one thing I will say that I did learn from this negotiation, which we can which we can say here, this will be a piece of news for, for your podcast that Ooh. in all likelihood, you can just kind of take moving forward is that it appears to me and it should appear to you that the Marlins are not going to be uh, handing out any incentives in contracts, meaning that if you've noticed, Sandy does not have a Cy Young award incentive in his contract. He does Mm -hmm. not have an all-star game incentive in his contract. He does not have a 200 inning incentive in his contract. Uh, I don't think the Marlins are doing that uh, from what I'm understanding moving forward. So anybody who signs with the Marlins, (laughs) they're basically going to be going on a meritus contract. Now, I, I think if I'm not mistaken, the Yankees don't do this either. So oh, maybe that's what where a surprise. <laughs> so, so That's where it stems from. Now it makes sense. Like a team oriented. Don't think about yourself. Think about the team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe along those lines. And this is completely the anti-Loria and Samson, by the way, like those guys, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, it's like, you find a quarter on the ground we'll give you a million, you know, like that's, that's the deal, you know, You (laughs) butt to third, we'll give you a half a million. You know, these, these guys are just not doing that. So that's probably new. I don't, I don't think that's been out there yet. So that's a first for people. So whenever they do these free agent contracts the expectation that if you win the MVP, like for example, when they want to sign Soto to that long-term extension, Peter, to 500 million uh, in that contract, when Soto wins an MVP for the Marlins, he's not getting any
0: extra money. No, there you go. Either way, the Marlins, you know, the Marlins would have enjoyed that contract anyway. I, I guess I, I can see where it's coming from. It's an interesting approach, but equally, like, there's still a game within the game, I guess, for these players, right? You, you, you know, if, if this, particularly if the season's lost, which it can happen to at least have a player aiming for something, you know, to go away and try and get 200 innings, if that's in there, or an MVP or a Psy, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe
1: I'm wrong, and this is not going to be something universal. But I'm I'm fairly certain that that that's not going to happen with the Marlins. I mean, yeah. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, and then the next free agent contract they sign, if the guy hits 30 home runs, he gets five hundred thousand. But f- from my understanding, at least based on based on this, I, I don't think based on this deal is I don't think that they're going to be doing that.
0: Yeah. How was Derek Jeter when you uh, got to see him? I, I saw there was a, obviously a, a discussion you had, and you, you asked him his opinion on Carlos Correa's comments at the time. But just in general, how was, how oh, was yeah. Derek? The and- public
1: stuff is the same. You get the same stuff. It's the private yeah. stuff, Peter, that 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 you know that, that everybody really wants to do. Um, <laughs> but then again, I can't really share the private conversation, so what's really the point? But yeah, I, I, I suppose... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I my my take is on on Derek Jeter right now is that he was in he was encouraged with with what's been happening, and the momentum that the team had been building and the execution of the contracts and the trades, all those things have been positive. But the 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 modus operandi of the organization, I'm very good with picking up when they say these same things over and over again. I you know you, you they are not going to get that by me. Is when they is when they have these little sayings. And they keep saying, we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. And everyone is saying we're not done. So it's like, I feel like they're in the room and Derek Cheater is like, all right, everybody says to the media, we're not done. Okay, good. Yeah. You know, And then we all get the, we're not done. So that's what I get. I get the sense that he knows that, that what they've, what they've started to build right now. Hmm. I don't know, Peter, would you say that they are 50% done with this off season? I mean, that I, I think that that's probably about right, but they yep. absolutely need more help the, the team that assembled right now is not a championship team
0: no way I completely agree 50 percent feels fair bullpen needs serious address you know there's serious addressing required another there for sure another absolutely. bat definitely two more arms in the bullpen absolutely yeah
1: come on i mean let's completely with they, you there's there's still significant work to be done and i do think they're going to try whether or not they're able to execute it i don't know but as i've said before i think a trade i think that they'll make a trade
0: there you go. This, this is what I was saying last week on, <clears throat> on the pods was the Marlins in trade discussions have the capital. The problem with the Marday situation is it's hard to outbid the Mets, but they have the capital in the trade discussions right now to actually get deals done. Kim can close those deals, I think, because she does have the capital to make something big and they, happen.
1: And they really did not give up a ton for Stallings. No, so. I'm with you. I loved yeah, all the they, deals. I've they, loved they, all of them. They still have plenty. That they still have plenty to do. So yeah, let's be let's be hopeful that they that they're able to make more trades, maybe sign another free agent or two,
0: and
1: hmm. get themselves in in the projected win total of you know when that comes out. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to see their projected win total, Peter, of like eighty, you know, seventy nine? Like that'd be great because then then they then they go a little bit over that, and we're talking about maybe the postseason. There we go. But uh, If you're projecting right now based on what they're on the field and that came out today, I mean, that couldn't be much higher than what it was last year, 75, 74, somewhere along those lines.
0: Agreed. I'm with you. Craig Mish. that has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time joining me on Locked on Marlins. What are you going to be doing through holidays? What do you, what do you, you know, I guess the sports grid rolls on, yeah, right?
1: That's it. Yeah. Uh, well, Jeremy and I will do one more podcast before the end of the year And yeah, I'm, I'm still very much working for sports grid every day and doing fantasy football. And we're, we're at playoff time now. So that's, you know, a lot of people are watching. A lot of people are curious about that. When the lockout is done, I'll go back to the Herald and and do some work for the Herald too. Right now, I'm, I actually probably could have done lockout stuff for them. I'm just who wants to do lockout stuff. So, so when, when that drops and, and they start up again, I'll jump back on that again. But it's, it's sort of business as usual for me, Peter, just every day on sports grid, 12 to two working on Sunday mornings, you know, helping people out with fantasy football and, you know, we'll see what happens next
0: month, Peter, hopefully we'll have better things to talk about a month from now. That's for sure. Absolutely. Hope so. (laughs) For this podcast, especially uh, the daily is going to be a grind, no doubt, but Craig, listen, thanks so much for finding the time. I appreciate it. I know everyone will appreciate the openness that you've shared with us uh, today, and I think there's a, still a few more, a uh, few more nuggets to unearth as we get into the 2022, uh, and hopefully this lockout ends, and thus things will will reconvene. Let's say because, like you said, the Marlins, well, the message was we're not done. Check my Teespring store. There's there's a T-shirt exactly with that on. You know? <laughs> go and get them right now. Get the we're not done T-shirts. Derek is probably wearing one right now, I guess, but. Okay. Well, Peter, listen, your content,
1: obviously, you know, with all the, the fun that we have going back and forth, I'm so excited for you taking over this. No one deserves it more than you. Your positive outlook on everything, uh, you know, knowing in the back of my mind that you, that sometimes you don't even believe some of the positivity, but you're just having fun with it. That's what really gets me laughing, you know, just when, just how, you know, fun you are with this stuff. And so, you know, I've always been a fan of yours. I'll always continue to be a fan of yours. And, you know, and, ho- and, and my hope is that at some point you and I are doing this in person together uh, sooner rather than later.
0: So thank you uh, once again for having me on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm completely with you. In person would be sensational. And the first beer is on me. That is us done for lockdown Marlins. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, Daily Marlins Podcast. Get the subscribe button hit. Craig Mish, Peter Proff, signing out.